Welcome to Still Growing in Grace, a program dedicated to inspiring joy, giving hope, and delighting in grace. I'm Mike Zenker, and I'll be sharing with you a message of hope that will expand your understanding of God's love and amazing grace. God already deeply loves you, totally accepts you, and really, really likes you. Growing in Grace Ministries Canada and Hope Fellowship, your community church, invite you to enjoy today's program as we dig deeper into what it means to be still growing in grace. Hello and good morning. Welcome to Still Growing in Grace. Thank you for taking time to join me today on this wonderful Wednesday morning. Uh, today I have a great conversation uh, to share with you. This was first aired on Catherine Toon's podcast. So this is um, her inviting me to be on her program and ask permission if I could share it uh, on Still Growing in Grace because it's a great conversation. And uh, I just want to share the good stuff with you. Um, I'm looking forward to the next number of conversations as well. Uh, there's some ideas up my sleeve and some people that I want to reach out to to uh, bring on and have a conversation. This, this concept of still growing in grace, um, I'm realizing that across the body of Christ for the nuns and duns, the deconstructing, deconstructed, the never going to deconstruct to you name it, the, the, the menu list is huge of how you want to call this or not want to call this. But there is always a, a time of growth and maturity that's uh, needed for each one of us. None of us have arrived. And that includes the topic of today, the greatest of these is love. Uh, I personally have not arrived at acting out and living this, this love of Christ in me perfectly. And I probably never will, um, not in this lifetime. And I don't know what the next life will look like. We, we just don't know. So our dogmatism and terminology will matter in how we have these discussions. So... Uh, from 10 years ago till this year, I would say uh, tone has changed. Um, uh, a former mentor of mine used the term, uh, your, your position versus your disposition really matters. Uh, how you go at it and, and how you express yourself. And that's probably where I'm finding my hardest um, um, way to deal with this. Uh, I had posted a post this past week. And I shared it from a friend of mine who I love, and I agree with everything on the post. But some of the responses, I didn't realize how people could take it and misread it, or they read it through their lens, and it's not misread in their opinion, and, and that's fine. But I thought, ah, oh, darn, God, give an introduction to it then. But it just reminded me that every one of us has sensitivities. You do too. <laughs> so do I. I'm just... Oh, man, why can't it be just simple? <coughs> why can't we all just agree and have tea? <laughs> coffee, I meant, I meant coffee. I meant coffee. Anyway, um, so this, what is this love? The greatest of these is love. Um, listen to the conversation. I think you'll enjoy it. And uh, again, why this is a, a weird sensitivity for me today is because I'm facing some stuff and where I have very unloving attitudes with my inside voice towards certain people uh, of a conflict that's going on. And <laughs> there's a very few people I can be transparent about. Because if you were to hear my inside voice, you would say, that's not very loving. No, it's not. Uh, but it's how I feel and how I'm reacting to it. And 
Um, I know better heads will prevail, and I usually, I usually calm down. Uh, I've got good friends I can uh, uh, use as buffers who help me reframe what I might be feeling, separating my emotions from the facts. Uh, and then when I look at the facts, I get even more angry. <laughs> anyway, uh, it has nothing to do with my family or anything like that. Um, and my church is great. I'm, I, like, it's a different situation. But it's making every once in a while this idea of love, even my message on Sunday. Oh, my goodness. I was teaching on God is love. Um, however that message went, it spoke to my heart. It's like, okay, how can your what you preach <laughs> come out in your actions? And uh, I had this religious um, judgment hit me. And I think I did to myself, but I was raised to judge like this, that, oh, you're such a hypocrite if you're having these thoughts and feelings. And I'm thinking, no, I don't think it's a hypocrite. It's more of a, I'm working this out too. And there's got to be a safe place to work out this stuff. That's what the church is supposed to be for. The church, you and me, the bride of Christ. So... Let's get into this, and um, I think you'll really enjoy this uh, conversation with Catherine Toon. She is a gem to to chat with, and uh, let's let's uh, take a listen. I'm, I haven't listened to it since it was first recorded, so I'm listening with you for the first time. So if you're watching, comment. Let me know you're watching, and tell me where you're watching from. That's always fun to know, um, and it's fun to see where other people are watching from. It just is. So even if you watch it afterwards, do a quick comment. Hey, I live here and here, or don't give me the, too much detail because of the internet. Just say city or state or something like that. That'd be cool. And uh, let's let's dig in. Here we go. All right, everybody. I have one of my favorite peeps, Mike Zenker, Pastor Mike Zenker. Don't call me names. Just Mike. Mike, who is <laughs> happens to be a pastor. That's true. And is a Zenker as well. And is a Mike. Yes. 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 Anyway, we are back. We're going to talk about love. Yay. Mm. And we're titling this, the greatest of these is love. You might uh, recognize the allusion to 1 Corinthians 13 in that, but majoring on the big things and the biggest thing, right, um, is really where our heart is. Let me just uh, tell you a little bit about Mike, just in case you don't know him. I don't know where you've been, but if you don't. So Mike has been a pastor since 1990. Wow. And you have hung in there. Senior I'm still here. Fellowship <laughs> Community Church. And that says something. A Canadian from Waterloo, Canada. And I'm going to skip down a little bit because you've got a really long bio. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. But it's it's good blah, blah. It's very good blah, blah, because you've got a lot in there. Anyway, check out Mike and his Growing in Grace podcast he airs on um facebook he's on um well you tell us what where, where yeah, we just on play. youtube and facebook those are the primary places yeah. yeah like there has to be a more hope-filled perspective and that's my goal on all the topics and doctrines and categories that we we argue about in the religious church i want to unlearn the system of religion and just grow in grace and we're all just growing in grace so that's all growing. it is and I love that because um, I love the humility of your heart towards that because your your attitudes, I'm just like further on down the road, maybe you're not as far, far down the road. We're just all on the road and yeah. we're all growing and it's, you know, no the, one's arrived and no one's arrived like, wow. 
but we're adored in the process. So you can, you can rest in the process because you have a God who is leading in you and guiding you in all truth by his grace. And, and that should be for each one of us. It's like, it's, it has to be the Holy spirit in you confirming something's true. You can't trust the teacher, speaker, preacher. Sorry. Um, when you raise them up too much, it, they can get puffy in their heads. It, it happens naturally. Um, but when you realize we're all, we all have the same teacher in us to help confirm if something's true or not, if something just seems off, trust that little flag, you know, love it. Love it. So, you know, um, kind of in keeping with the topic, because God is love and that's who's inside you. That's who's leading you. That's the, the teacher in you, the one who is conforming you into his image, the one who is leading you and guiding you in all truth and is full of all that hope, you know, and that um, I was going to read just to kind of kick us off uh, in first Corinthians 13 talks all about love love is patient love is kind does not envy does not boast is not proud is not rude and it goes on and on which is fabulous but then in in the passion translation it talks about let me see if i can find it here uh it says in verse 12 it says from now we see but a faint reflection of riddles and mysteries as though reflected in, in a mirror but one day we will see face to face yay one My night. understanding is incomplete now, but one day I will understand everything just as everything about me has been fully understood until then three things that remain faith, hope, and love, uh, yet love surpasses them all. So above else, let love be the beautiful prize for which you run. And yeah, you know what? one of my favorite words in there, you're not going to believe it. Okay. <laughs> one of my <laughs> new favorite words is incomplete. Oh, now, yeah, explain, explain. Well, our perspective is incomplete. Yes. Like that's us still growing in grace. Like, okay, in the church world, we have been groomed and taught to be right, mm -hmm. to be more right than others, to argue when we debate, we're debating our cubby holes and our definitions of what this word means. And then we jump on somebody in an unloving way. Um, but we all have only an incomplete perspective yeah. because once we meet others who are exposed to the revelation of who God is from Africa, from Russia, from uh, China, uh, their lenses are different than ours. And we have but an incomplete perspective and we need each other to have a more complete, which we'll never get complete until we cross over. That word complete is critical. That's the humbling word. Oh, it's so perfect. And that it's okay. Yes. That we are incomplete. I, I honestly, I personally feel like if we had complete knowledge, God would be a puny God. It would be really <laughs> disappointing. Yeah. Like, I got it all figured out. It's kind of like Alexander the Great. I've conquered everything there is to conquer. And now I'm depressed. <laughs> but God is huge. And he's all, and I love the fact you know, because Jesus prayed that we would be one as he and the father are one. And part of our oneness is this gleaning from not only everyone in the church, but people outside the church. There's truth outside the church. Now, you know, Jesus is the way, the truth, the life, all that. Okay, we get that. But people are tracking with who God is, even if they're not maybe officially a Christian. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. the way we would define it. And there's truth to be gleaned there. And so having a humble attitude, we can see God working through everyone. Well, that means the becoming that may we we may be one. Mm -hmm. If you read it one way, it could imply I'm not, therefore I need to be. Mm -hmm. Or what if it means, hey, you are all one. Now wake up to that. Like when you realize you're one with God and each other, mm -hmm. then you'll actually have authentic love for one another, not until. Otherwise, it's us versus them. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's you can't really love the other. No. <laughs> right. The right. If I'm if I'm othering you, number one, I'm judging you. And what I judge, I'm not loving. Mm. And so, um, and the commandment is to love as he loves, right? And so ouch, ouch. Right. Right. So if I'm <laughs> othering, I'm not loving. And so he kind of nabs us, right? It's kind of in a good way. We need to be mm. nabbed because in the church historically, we've been really good at othering in our countries. We're really good at othering and it really sucks. It's not loving. Mm -hmm. It's not the Christ way. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I love that you brought out, it's an awakening to yeah. a oneness that's already present because if we're all in Christ, we're all one. Well, yeah, that's where the reconciliation is being declared. Like we keep saying we have to uh, the religious world that I, that I've been groomed in tells me the gospel is you are separate and sinful. Mm -hmm. If you say this prayer, then you can get forgiven and become one right. um, or Christ will come in you. So mm -hmm. there's that separation dualistic thinking, mm -hmm. but the reconciliation that we hear about in scripture, it says declaring we are already reconciled past tense. Mm -hmm. Wait a minute. That's the gospel. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Wait a minute. This what is this is a, we we don't have to put on guilt. We just declare good news without conditions. Isn't that beautiful? It's different. It sounds an awful lot like love, which is just a little, yeah. <laughs> a little bit. And I mean, and that's beautiful. And and that way we can see everyone as in Christ, as reflecting Christ, as reflecting the person of love and glean from them. Do you right? know what that takes though? That takes humility and teachability. Mm. And that means introspection, finding out where we have chosen to believe something that has been incomplete and recognize it's incomplete. So now we realize there's more to learn on this. Then we begin to see the light in other people, the love in other people. And if we can't see the love of God in other people, sometimes like Paul Gray did, he spoke about the light being in others. My path was the word light. Mm -hmm. So whatever path it is for whoever, for you, for me, this word love is big. It, it's foundational for all we teach and do. If it doesn't look like love, it ain't Jesus. That's, that's it. You go. Well, God is love. Jesus is love. Right. So absolutely. And it's not, it, it, it's, it's who he is, but also everything comes from the motive of that and flows from that. And so the, not just what we do, but the way we do it and the motive behind mm -hmm. what we're doing. And so, you know, lo love in some ways can be brutal because the standard of love is perfection to love as he loves. So, which means that we're dependent upon the person of love to be able to do that because apart from him, we can do nothing as you remain in me and me and you, your marriage free apart from me, you can do no dang thing. And so mm -hmm. this dependency that we have to fulfill this is huge. But in the meantime, we realize that, that we're seeing incompletely 
but we're also complete in him. We're enough. It's already mm-hmm. been completed and we're working it out. And so we can rest at the same time we're being stretched. And that's huge. And then so, we can also embrace his correction because we need to be mm-hmm. correct. How have you um, dealt with this um, overrunning the base on God is love where people will argue and say, uh, that means anything goes then. If it's all about love, then they, there's this pendulum swing that just, I think, overruns the base and everything's fine. Everything's acceptable because that's what love is. But how would how do you address that? Because I'm facing that a lot lately. Well, yeah, I, and I get that a lot because that's kind of my mandate. So I'm, you know, I, if I'm going to get criticized, it's because, oh, well, it's love and, well, no, you don't have an and past God. There's nothing outside of God bigger than God. And love demands us to be true to our original design, which loves, which means, you know what? No, it's actually, um, if love is patient and kind, it means when I'm impatient, when I'm unkind, when I'm Mm -hmm. judging, when I'm keeping records of wrongs, when I'm delighting in evil and not rejoicing in the truth, right? So the demand is actually greater um, because it's requiring us to look like the one who made us. Do you and think defi- holy? Do you, yeah. Right? Do do you think definitions matter in this? Well, absolutely, they matter. <laughs> what, what do you mean by love? If love is means pizza, well, you know, get whatever yeah. kind you want. But how we're called, it it is actually a higher mark. Yeah. It's the greatest mark. It's all fulfilled in love. But what's encapsulated by that is not a warm fuzzy. It's actually really stretching us. Yeah. Because everything that's not of love's kind is going to be consumed, right? If God is a consuming fire and he's love, what does he consume? Everything that's not of love's kind. Well, you know, if I'm being judgmental, if I'm being arrogant, if I'm being prideful, if I'm motivated by the need to be right, hmm. rather than loving the one in front of me and listening and being humble hmm. and teachable, well, you know what? God is going to nab me, not because he doesn't love me, but because he loves me and nothing less then original design, which is in the image and likeness of love, is going to be worthwhile. So, yeah, it does really matter how you're defining love, but we might want to do it the way God does. I don't know. I, I heard Brad Jerzak talking about uh, last night when we were at his thingy. He, uh, I forget the context, but somebody asked a question, should we help people on their journey? And he was talking about unlearning and all that. Uh, should we help them or just step aside? And I thought that's a very interesting question. Um, my hunch is, and the way he answered it uh, reflected that that it's it's not about doing it because you're a believer. This idea of love, it's not to be a witness. Sorry, I have a hard time with that. We don't do these things uh, to represent our church or to give a great name to God or Jesus. He doesn't need our help. No, he, perhaps he did PR. Right, we're not no, in our program because the PR is terrible right now. Um, <laughs> but to instead uh, connect with our humanity, mm-hmm. so that those who aren't Christians can actually see they too have the love of God in them, and they may not see it because they think it's supposed to look religious. But the religious people are saying, "No, you got to become like me, and then you're acceptable." Right. I, that question really made me think that this journey of love is about our humanity and Jesus modeled it. And some of the other religious leaders in other faiths mm-hmm. or even religions have modeled a humility yes. that didn't beat up other religions. 
Isn't that amazing? There's so much to learn, right? So that yeah. looks like humility. Yeah. Very Christ-like, right? Yeah. And, um, and, and, and that's beautiful. And it, it intrinsically draws, we're drawn, we're intrinsically drawn to the lovely because it, that's the frequency that we're actually, the substance we're actually made out of is that frequency mm. of love. So we're, we resonate with that, even despite ourselves, right? Yeah. This is why we like what is beautiful, what is hopeful, what all of that, that it comprises and, and it woos the heart, even bypassing your mind. Can I read to you from First Nations version, the uh, First oh, Corinthians section? I love that version, please. Okay, this is really cool because this this is hitting what you're talking about. Yeah. This is because, the again, definitions matter. And we need to remember the word love in this text is a Greek word called agape. Many people say, yeah, I knew that. But they, they're not stopping there. They're like, they're driving so fast. They see the sign, but they don't stop at the sign to take in what does agape mean and the first nations version and passion translation does a great job on this but they write like this love is patient and kind love is never jealous it does not brag or boast it is not puffed up or big-headed love does not act in shameful ways nor does it care only about itself it is not hot-headed nor does it keep track of wrongs done to it Love is not happy with lies and injustice, but truth makes its heart glad. Love keeps walking even when carrying a heavy load. Love keeps trusting, never loses hope, and stands firm in hard times. I love this last line. The road of love has no end. Oh, wow. It's just a different phrasing, just a slight twist that we've not heard before. Yes. And I remember reading that. I can't remember. It was actually because of you that I picked up that, that version. <laughs> yeah, it's I good. Love it. And yeah. it's so fresh yeah. and it, 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 it kind of hits us in a way that knocks us out of kind of, yeah, I've been there, done that, bought the t-shirt. I can quote it. Right. I've taught on that. I have my five part sermon on it. Yep. <laughs> it's beautiful and it's fresh and it's life giving yeah. from the people that traditionally have been marginalized, right? By as European types. So right? is it possible, is it possible then the people that have a hard time with God is love and they say, I've heard this a million times. Is it possible they're having a hard time with this because the Jesus they have been sold is not the true Jesus, but it's the white Jesus, you know, that's been taught by the evangelical, so to speak, or a culture that it's, they've made Jesus into their image mm -hmm. and never really walked or met the real Jesus who cares for justice and the poor, who cares for, I have forgiven you quick groveling, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. like, like it's there's so many variations on this that that the the confused person i somehow have them in my mind today mm -hmm. but uh, what do we do in helping them see god is truly love and that this really is the foundational answer in all we do teach say and do absolutely well i and i i i, I love that and i think I think God is shaking us. You know, if, if we're being conformed in the image of love, it's like, wow, what's not of love's kind of, and it, it just mm -hmm. takes everything to, it, it, on a personal level, 
on a, like the church at large, the evangelical church, but the whole church at large, and then ultimately humanity, right? Because God is in love with his creation. He's in love with all his kids. And so it all has to, this is part of his whole sweeping redemptive work. And so where we gloss over it, well, you know, my feeling is I'll, I'll quit preaching about it, whatever, when we get it. Yeah. So I don't think yeah. I'm going out of a job anytime soon. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Until <laughs> we know that we are one, <laughs> until we know we are one with one another. Yes. If there's someone you can't stand because you, their faith is different than yours, you're, you're not one yet. You have much to unlearn. It is incomplete. There's more to grow in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I, I love one of the things that the Lord is, has continues to challenge me with. And I love it. So the people that make me feel uncomfortable, right. Or whatever he's having me linger and, and challenging me to see them with fresh eyes because they're well number they're in but they're they're loved and they have something of incredible value so if i sit down and i you can see it (laughs) but sometimes we're so big at dismissing people and they don't have the right god forbid politics or they don't have the right um you know whatever Mm -hmm. um and we dismiss you know, or we stick them in a box, right? And so when we label something, we negate them, right? And you so mean we- kick them out of our box and separate them into their own, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> it's like this: even um, the um, uh, political right and the political left. We, it's easy to to uh, hate one, especially, and yet both extremes have the same problem. Uh, each are fighting for power. When Jesus came to tear down that power. And it only came down by love. That means slowing down, no agenda. The disciples, for Pete's sake, they thought Jesus was going to take out the Roman leaders. And so they didn't get it until after the death. They they ran. They, I'll never leave you. Ah, all this rah-rah. Oh, my goodness. And they modeled our humanity beautifully. So until we see the risen Christ and sense we shouldn't get mad at those that are not seemingly seeing him. We need Absolutely. to be patient with them because sounds like love. it sounds like love and it's not about correcting them. Oh, but the Bible says we got to be ready to give an answer. No, you just be quiet. It's nothing to do with that. Our, the I think that one of the most powerful things we can do to be loving is to be quiet sometimes. No, I think you're right. It's very hard for us talky types. Yes, I know. <laughs> with all the answers. Takes one to no one. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. And, and, you know, if we're talking, we're not, we're not listening. And then we also need to listen to understand rather than to talk, to be understood. Seek to understand, seek to be understood. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that requires that we, that we do listen and that we, without agenda. That, yeah. Yeah, not that I'm listening so I can figure out my rebuttal, <laughs> right? It's true. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I'm listening to really grapple with, wow, and that 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 all causes us to grow. This is how we we can serve one another and help to 
bring us into greater just how we can grow right because there's perspectives that i don't have that i need and i'm not going to get them through maybe the usual suspects or the same book like right. there are so many books out there like i i know you're an author but you know there are books that have been purported to people say this is how you're supposed to live and act and do follow the book and you're fine you know, it's like the safety net and without having to think, just follow the steps. But the book does not cover every single circumstance at all. And so we need to see people's faces. We need to listen to different stories, be exposed to people we're not comfortable with and and hear the stories, which means slowing down. It's hard to do. Yeah, it's hard to do when you've got so much to do. And, and of course, relationship will never be a formula. No. Whether it's with God or with one another. And, and, and God's not going to let us off the, the, you know, the, the frying pan or whatever, um, uh, in order to make it easy. So I don't have to actually relate to you mm-hmm. and I don't have to be, you know, to, to, to listen to someone, you open yourself up to be able to hear something that you may not like, may make you feel uncomfortable. You may disagree with, or you may whatever, um, but I'm interested in hearing where you're coming from because I'm interested in you. And that's what love does. Right? And I think this, the thing I just read about love is patient, love is kind. Um, at many weddings, it's done and used as a to-do list for couples. This is, this is what you're supposed to do. Yep. But when you realize that God is love, is agape, then this reading is a demonstration of what God is truly like, what Trinity is truly like. It is God who's patient. God keeps no record of wrongs. Well, that, if you haven't gone past that, if you blew past it, you got to come back and you got to set up camp there for a little bit and mm-hmm. soak in that because that alone is going to radically change people's worlds in their concept of who God is. And if they believe that, then it's going to change how they see other people too. And also how, you are disciplining yourself in your own record keeping. So <laughs> yeah. On, right. To my 12 beefs with yeah. someone who disagrees with me yeah. or am I, I'm handing over that record. I mean, so, and, yeah. And we're allowed to have beefs. Yeah. Okay. This, is, this is not saying we can't have fights and problems and difficulties. Yeah. What this is revealing to us is that the difficulties and misunderstandings are not where we stop and camp at. There's more hope coming. Keep going through this. And when you know there's a better, more hope-filled perspective, then you aim for that, not for the, the conflict. And the conflict is where a lot of people love to be at. And yeah. it's it's not what we're called to where we're called to live. We're called to be peacemakers. Yes. <laughs> Sons and daughters of God. Yeah. Are the peacemakers. Yeah. 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 I just, I just read that for a remembrance day service. <laughs> nice. Great. Good, good timing. Good timing. I know. And that's really true because if I'm dwelling on all my issues, it's not like, you know, offenses will come. It's a thing. It is really yeah. thing. And, um, and it's valid how you feel is valid, but holding on to your record against other people. And I think we do that sometimes because we think we're protecting ourselves. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, number one, we feel right. We feel self-righteous. And number two, we kind of protect. So I have to remind myself of all these different things. So I don't have to forgive you. I don't have to let you in mm-hmm. and I can hold it against you and I can be your judge. And, um, you know, that's not what, what you judge. You don't, you're not, you don't love. I and know somebody's, somebody's going to immediately say, but I have this person in my mind. Uh, there's no way I'll ever do that. 
And I would say immediately, then don't try. That That's not for you to deal with right now. Let, let Trinity, God in you, breath of life, mm-hmm. deal with that when the time's right. Quit using that as an excuse not to pursue love. Very good. Yeah, I mean, God has got his way to walk you out of all the places that were not hitting the mark, right? Yeah. He, he is the one that is leading and guiding you. He's the one that's conforming you to his image. And he knows, you know, sometimes we have this list of things that, okay, this needs to go, this needs to go. I need this. And, I, and we're aware of where we fall short. Right. Um, and, and our like top five and God is like, yeah, I'm not in that. I'm, I'm over here. <laughs> he knows the next thing to do. And so we just need to be led with whatever Holy spirit is leading us to do. He's actually smarter than we are. And so he might know, And a lot of times uh, when you pursue the one thing that you think may be the outlier uh, and you're like partnering with God and yielding to God and letting him work in you in that, it takes care of the other stuff. It's really interesting how that works. I just know that you can rest and you can follow God as he's conforming you into his image and purifying you, all that kind of stuff. And revealing the beauty of who you intrinsically are, the loveliness of who you intrinsically are, and you can trust in that, and you can rest in that process even while you're stretching. So and, the word re- your word rest, yes. I think that's key because mm-hmm. it's we work from rest, we live from a place of rest, and if we can't rest, then we're going to strive in our self-effort to gain understanding, to be right, all these things. And we wear out and we wear out because we're not resting. And that's hard because we're so wired to work and work is not bad, but it's, it's the self-effort of trying to build something that maybe Jesus never meant for us to build. And that's okay. Yeah. Or toiling in our own strength. We're not meant to, we are meant to work. We partner. Yep. Right. We're, we're meant to run and do things and then that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits, but not in our own strength, not in our own whatever. So you can do a lot from rest. Mm-hmm. For me, this, this concept was so difficult because I, I like just wired as a triple A and then you add all the brokenness and the performance, mm-hmm. yeah. it was like quadruple A, whatever. And this whole concept of rest, like, oh my gosh, it was like foreign language, but I, I was able to identify in the inside, is this toiling or am I just working and partnering? Because I believe in in working hard, quote unquote, doing things sure. um, and not doing things, but it's that inner world. Sorry. Well, sometimes the question is why, right? Why are right? we doing that? And that why reveals the motive. Right. That's true. If we're trying to earn something, mm. if we're trying to be something from what we do versus oh, just my. being... <laughs> right? Versus just being, because you're all that in a bag of chips. So you can afford to rest. If you're not valuable, just being, you're not valuable when you do, right? So your value is intrinsic and you get to do because it's fun. You get to contribute. You get to be part of this beautiful redemptive plan Hmm. and partner with God in that. And that's so fulfilling and joyful and that kind of thing. But it's it's it doesn't define who you are. It just reflects the fact that you're a son and a daughter, mm. in whom he's already thrilled about. I love that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Awesome, awesome. Well, any other insights, reflections, nuggets of wisdom 
it's the biggest topic. Like I, know. I, I, I pastor a church that I've been at for almost 20 years and we've got categories of topics we cover all the time, but the most important topic is God is love. And when you mentioned it being the topic, that's the foundation for everything. Right. And when it comes to other doctrinal topics, ones that are very contentious, mm -hmm. um, if we're not rooted in this thing, God is agape, then whatever doctrine we have is useless because it's not reflecting true love. Mm -hmm. Once it does, then meaningful conversation can come out of it. So Exactly. exactly. And so we can ask ourselves, well, what does look, love look like here? Hmm. And, and what does love look like when I really don't have all the answers? It could be this, could be this. I don't could be know. Honesty. Could be honesty. Right. Saying, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure right now. Like I, I everybody expects us as leaders to have answers. It's like, <laughs> I don't have an answer for a lot of stuff. I'm wrestling through a number of topics right now. Yeah. I don't have a solid answer, but I'll, I'll share where I'm at depending on what the topic is and to who I'm speaking. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do know Jesus is solid in me and I am in Christ. You know, this whole idea of identity in Christ is wonderful, um, but it's not about just who I am in Christ. That's the ego navel gazing as a pablum child, which is important. Yeah. But then who is Christ in me? There's your, now your adoration grows. Now it's like, whoa, Jesus is amazing. And oh, that gets better. Then you have, who am, who am I with the Father, Son, and Spirit as one? What's our union look like? And that's where real love flows from. Wow, absolutely. So. It was love has existed within in himself in the Trinity, you know, it, without uh, without <clears throat> limitation, yeah. right? Always has existed. And then we get to partake of that and and be part of that beautiful dance that always has been. And that's when we resonate with our true design because we're in the image and likeness of love. And we yeah. created uh, to love and be loved. And that's where we find our greatest fulfillment, whatever that looks like, whatever that looks like and whatever we do. Mm -hmm. And that's what bears eternal fruit, right? Love right. it. Yeah. Not to be fruit cakes, but just bear fruit. <laughs> yes, absolutely. No fruit cakes. No fruit cakes. We're, we're, we're. Christmas is coming. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the door stops. Bring out the fruit cake door stops. <laughs> Uh, truly yeah but we get to bear that it's it, it's beautiful i i love and when you think about it how humble and beautiful is this god who is love that invites humanity that's incredibly confused into partaking of who he is and reflecting who he is in their flavor and with Agape. one mm -hmm. agape absorbs confusion mm. It does. Yeah, it does. Yeah, things become clear. I, I like to do that because I, I like focusing on this because when I get confused, I'm like, okay, so what does love look like here? Mm. And then just really grapple with it. And sometimes it's, it's not totally clear. Like, oh my gosh, my, my, I thought I had this all worked out. I thought I had it all figured out. Well, like God likes to shake it up. It's bigger than, you know, Catherine's like, yeah. Yeah. I know, like bring it down to a practical level. Um, I had a family come to my church for a time and then another family came to the church. And when that family showed up, the other family said, I, I am not coming if they're coming. And so they left. And it's like, that is not agape. No. You know, that's judgment and fear. And it's like, wow, it really forced me to really dig down and say, 
is the message we have about the love of God, not just for these topics, but it's because people ask me about certain topics. I said, well, hang on. That topic is important, but until you get God's love, your topic is, is <laughs> it's a mystery. Like you just don't understand it yet. It's incomplete. That's why that word incomplete still triggers me and is, is a beautiful word because it does not have an arrival to it um, and keeps us humble. And I, I, and I think it's beautiful. There's something beautiful and wondrous about mystery. You know, as I said before, if we could figure God out, he would cease to be wondrous and mystical, but we're able to engage with that. And then, well, what does that, what does that look like? And it brings you back to the state of humility. But when you think about it, children are humble. They just assume they don't have it figured out, but then they're able to wonder, they're able to enjoy. So the magic of Christmas or the magic of whatever, the the scene realm of nature, mm-hmm. um, the beauty of it, we're able to enjoy life, uh, enjoy these expression expressions of our lives uh, more because there's a wonder and we can engage with that mystery without having to figure it out fear says i have to figure it out i have to define it love says i can rest and enjoy while i discover and and there's an excitement in the discovery of what we don't know and um and that's beautiful that's beautiful that is um something we're invited into uh and um you know it's it's a beautiful thing that that if you're rooted and grounded in love, you don't have to have all the answers. You can just be a, a little child. You can be childlike mm-hmm. and inheriting and enjoying the kingdom of God because you're just a child and you, that's what happens with kids mm-hmm. uh, and you can enjoy it. And that's, that's part of the joy and the fun. And this is so much more um, uh, like desirable, alluring to people who are looking like, oh, so what is this Christian thing that you're doing? Like, is this the Christian thing that maybe I grew up with that I didn't like? Mm-hmm. No, this is different. Or there's something about you. Well, I'm not trying to be the PR representative, check all the boxes, but, you know, no, it's just an engagement with this person who is mystical. He is spirit. He is love. He's, he fills up all the space. Right. And so, um, and so there's something that comes off of you that people are drawn to. And it's not a religious tone that attracts them. Oh, God, no. (laughs) (laughs) That is repulsive to, Mm. to, to many people, unless you're kind of under it in which you think Mm. you have to be that. So we get to, we get to detox from all that mess, but, um, but yeah, it's attractive and it transcends culture it transcends socioeconomics it transcends countries it transcends politics it just transcends everything Mm -hmm. and um wow it's it's huge it just embraces the cosmos embraces everyone in the cosmos love it fabulous yeah love it love it love it yay yay so what you got coming up anything that you want to share that you've that people need to be alerted for to look out for and well, I'm hoping to have an event in January, sometime end of January, uh, early February, dealing with the topics like this, where we're looking for a more hope-filled perspective. Um, it's, I know the term deconstruction is pretty big, 
but I want to take a look at some of the categories and hear from different teachers and leaders and people who aren't teachers and leaders on how they navigate through it in a healthy way, showing the ditches on both sides mm -hmm. of the road and that there is a way to navigate this without losing Jesus in this. Yeah. And so, and it's okay to even lose Jesus. Oh no, oh, no, what do you mean? And what I mean by that is some people may be so put off by Christianity because of all the trauma that they just can't use the word Jesus or God. They have to find something else. Right. And I think Jesus is still in that. I think Absolutely. there's still the love agape is holding them together, whether they know it or not. And they may never change their terminology until the other side. Mm -hmm. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. Instead of getting, Oh no, they're, no, oh, no, they're going to hell. No, right. we need to, we need to relax a lot more of forcing people to conform to our definitions and phraseology. I'm being stretched like you wouldn't believe. And I think we need to be stretched much more, which means more engagement with other people from different backgrounds. I love that. I love that. Yeah. You know, Paul, Paul Young in his, the shack, um, the main character asked God, you know, um, so do all roads lead to God mm -hmm. and Holy spirit spoke through him in such a beautiful way. It's like, well, most roads need, lead nowhere, but I'm on the road with everyone on their road, every single road he's on, he's engaging with all of his kids, whether they know. But I'll go not. down that road with each one. Absolutely. Like yeah, yeah mm -hmm. exactly. And so this, once again, this is about relationship. Yeah. And if he's not identified himself as Jesus, because maybe Jesus was made to be toxic. Yep. Okay. Right. Um, he's identifying himself as the one who loves them yeah, and yeah. is with them and never leaves them. And when that's a healthier thing, he can reveal uh, himself as the J word. Yep. But, <laughs> that's, but isn't that beautiful? He's the one that journeys with us. And I, I just think that that is so hopeful. I mean, I, lo I look through my life and the times when I was tracking with God and the times when I was like running away from God and God was over. Hi, I'm, I'm still here, honey. Whenever you're ready. Yeah. yeah. You know, right. He's so beautiful. So lovely. He's love. Right. So that's just amazing. I love that. And I, and I, it's so hopeful too, because it changes your whole evangelism right you redefine oh my goodness. evangelism, right yep right you get to love the one in front of you and that draws and it's amazing what god is able to do inside to lead them i have a i have a, a hunch that this what we've called evangelism honestly is a horribly mistranslation of what the intent of the scriptures are i don't think evangelism according to what we have today is at all a thing anymore i think right. being love and loving yeah, that that's it. He didn't call us to make converts. Uh -uh. He called us to make disciples and any mentor models. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> disciples is the one who is taught, right? Who's taught yeah. and raised up. Right. And, yeah. um, and loved in that process because you, you bring up and you raise up and you teach because you love it brings life to people. But you can only see that once you step away from the system. Yes. Yeah. But boy, it's beautiful, which, which, which brings us back to your looking forward to what you got going on whenever that comes out January, early February, whatever, come find us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You'll but, be part of it. And it's going to be yeah. a good one. Yeah. 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 That will be amazing. Uh, because when you do step, you're able to, to see it and they're, and, and, you know, and they're good things in the system. Not all is everything is, we don't pitch, we don't have to pitch everything 
there are yeah. some things that are really good that need to be held on to, but I think a whole lot less than we thought. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yay. Well, it has been a joy. Where do they find you, Mike? Um, I'm on Facebook and YouTube. Just look up Michael Zenker or hopefellowshipycc.com, growinggrace.ca. That's it. Simple. Or the links that you're going to have below or whatever. I don't know. Right. I I got a bunch of your links and things, but I just like, sometimes people are listening and they're not looking at the links so they can go find it. I'm on twice a week. I do Sunday mornings as a church. So if you join in on Sundays, it's a little more traditional, but the message is not traditional. Um, but I'm speaking to a community of people, whereas on Wednesday mornings, the still growing grace is dealing with some of these topics and usually interviewing others and just doing a deep dive immediately. So the two different purposes for different teaching. So I love it. And they're both fabulous. So go, 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 go find Mike. He's, he's wonderful. Anyway, thank thank you you for being on. It's, it's always a joy. It's been a joy and a pleasure every time. Love it. Awesome. All right, guys, share this with someone. They need it. It'll bless them. And everybody have a great day. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed that conversation. Um, I sure did. It was fun re-listening to it. I I, I forget uh, the original recording, so this is, this is kind of fun. Um, hope you enjoyed that, and I'm looking forward to the next number of conversations we're going to have with different individuals. I've been talking with um, Bill and Richard about some topics that have been popping up again, and so maybe we'll jump into some of that um but just stay tuned we got lots of good stuff coming and we'll look forward to chatting with you next time but for now because i gotta run it's getting late here uh you guys have a wonderful day and hopefully the uh, uh conversation was encouraging to you until next time see ya join me next time on still growing in grace for more good news enjoy previous episodes by downloading our podcast at growingingrace.ca You can also visit HopeFellowshipYCC.com to find our service times and location. If this show has been an encouragement to you, please consider making a donation today at GrowingInGrace.ca and help us keep spreading this good news. Thank you again for tuning in to Still Growing In Grace.